But in the future, they're less likely to challenge me. They're less likely to, to bring their best because they realize that truly in this environment, the loudest idea rather than the best idea wins. This is the Military Sherpa Podcast. Left, right, left leadership insights from America's best. With your Military Sherpa, Mark Tilshire. Welcome back, everyone. It's great to see you again. This week, we are continuing our What Are They Asking series. And just to give you a, a reminder of what we're talking about, as we're going out and, and about our life and our job, oftentimes, we're trying to convince people or to persuade people or to influence people that our opinion, that our perspective, that what we want is the right thing. And that many times when we're trying to win people over to our ideas, we can sometimes get what we want now at the expense of influence, or a different way to say it might be, we can get what we want today at the expense of, of what we want tomorrow, or we can get what we want today at the expense of relationship, or sometimes even get what we want today at the expense of diversity of thought later. And what that might look like is maybe I can get what I want, and I'm, I'm very good at getting what I want because I'm loud. And I know how to talk over people and to bludgeon people and to put them down and to elevate myself. Even if my intent is not malicious, I can create or, or participate in this loudest voice wins mentality where the loudest idea wins. And that when that happens, not only do I gain what I want, but I also lose influence. I get what I want now or the group goes in the direction that I want. But in the future, they're less likely to challenge me. They're less likely to, to bring their best because they realize that truly in this environment, the loudest idea rather than the best idea wins. Or maybe we try to influence people and we simply can't. We try to tell people that our idea is best and what ends up happening is we get hit with the same types of questions, with the same type of resistance over and over again. Maybe you try to constantly convince your coworkers or your boss and there's just that one person or that one counter that they continually bring to you and you can never seem to get around that resistance when it really matters to you. And so the idea is that we can understand people better and that we can come to the table prepared to influence others. If we put some thought into it before we do that, when we're more prepared, we can be more persuasive. When we're more prepared, we can be more inspirational, more motivational. If we take a little bit of time on the front end to understand what people are thinking. And in this case, what they're asking, what are their barriers to influence their barriers to yes. And so we need to be intentional. And today we're going to be intentional with the pioneer voice. Everybody's favorite voice is the pioneer, the fifth in our series. And pioneers are the champions of strategic vision, results, and problem solving. And what makes pioneers so amazing is that pioneers win no matter what. Pioneers are masters of setting and achieving goals. They set a goal, they count the cost, and then they begin. And when the going gets tough and everybody else gets going, pioneers stick it out. They drive their teams long after other people will quit. If it's getting hard, the goal was worth it when we started. We knew that it was going to get hard. So pioneers have a tendency to continue moving even when the going gets tough. Pioneers don't have to be, quite often, the smartest person in the room. Pioneers often take delight when there's somebody around that's more skilled than they are, more intelligent than they are, more charismatic than they are, if it's an area the pioneer doesn't find that they particularly value. And so pioneers often like it when they surround themselves with the most competent, the most intelligent, the most industrious and hardworking people because it allows pioneers to delegate effectively and to take responsibilities out of their own mind, out of their own head, off of their own plate and give it to somebody else. And so pioneers often will surround themselves with the most competent people, 
they can find. And last, pioneers are born with this competency compass, this competency gauge. And pioneers are always trying to sort through when they're listening to you, when they're experiencing you. Are you competent? Do you know what you're talking about? If you know what you're talking about, if a pioneer views you as competent, your age, your rank, your experience, your diplomas, your certifications, your Nobel Prize, none of that matters. If a pioneer believes you're competent, we should follow you. We should listen to you. You should be in charge of this project. You should have authority and responsibility. But the opposite is true. If a pioneer believes that you're incompetent, if a pioneer believes you don't know what you're talking about, then your age, your rank, your experience, your credentials, your degrees, your Nobel Peace Prize, none of that matters. If a pioneer believes you to be incompetent, then we shouldn't listen to you. We shouldn't follow you. You shouldn't have authority. You shouldn't have responsibility. And you can easily find yourself on the outside in that environment. And so if we want to influence pioneers, some people might say they have the highest barrier to influence because they are so competent, because they are so driven, because they are so goal-oriented. Pioneers often already know what they want. And so if you want to influence a pioneer, you're going to have to start thinking in their terms. And so it's going to start with this very first question. How does what you're implementing or what you're suggesting, how does what you're suggesting help us win? And so if you come to the table and you say, all right, here's what I want to do. I want to get get moon. I want to get rights to land on the moon. Or I want to get rights to land on Pluto. And the pioneer's like, I don't understand. How does this help us win? And you say, well, listen, we're growing exponentially. And within the next 10 years, we're going to be ready to branch out, not just from Earth, but to the moon. And we're going to branch out from Earth to Pluto. And we're going to be selling our widgets all across the galaxy. And land right now is down. Blah, 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 and this is how it helps us win. And the pioneer's like, okay, you're right. I guess, I guess we should buy some land on Pluto. I don't know, kind of a ridiculous analogy, but for our pioneers, we have to help them to see how what it is that we want to do, what it is that we're thinking, what's in our mind, how does that help us win? Hey, I think we need to take a down day and we need to talk about mental health. Hey, I think we need, okay, cool, but how does that help us with our mission? How does that help us win? You've got to be prepared, not just to talk about the touchy-feely aspect of that, but also to talk about how that prepares us better to do our job. How does what you want help us win? It's important. You got to answer that question before they ask. That's the number one question on their mind. How does this help us win? Number two, if this is successful, does it scale? So you may be able to say, all right, here's what we need to do. We need to clear these boulders. And the pioneer is going to be like, all right, excellent. Let's get some shovels and some picks and some hammers and, and let's get to work. And you'll be like, well, we, I've got some explosives. And we can use these explosives and just go at it. And go, okay, like show me what you got. And, and you barrel in, you know, $150 million worth of explosives and you blow up all of these rocks. You're like, look, I did the job. It, it's clear. And the pioneer would say, well, yeah, but that's $150 million worth of explosives. We're going to need, you know, 80 or 90 explosions to clear these rocks. That's a lot of money. So that doesn't scale. And that's going to be a problem. So it isn't just the flash that the pioneer wants to see. It's like, hey, you've got this great idea. Excellent. I want to know about it. I want to hear it. I want to see it. But will it actually apply across the organization? Cool. We can do it. But we're the competent executive team. Like we're the most disciplined, the most educated, right? Necessarily the most experienced. Does this scale across the organization? How does this help us win? How does this help us scale? Does this scale across the organization? And then the second one is why won't this work? And this is kind of a weird one. You don't hear this with the other four voices, but with this one, it's tell me why it's not going to work. All right, I want to get a Starbucks on Pluto, you know, blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you why it's not going to work. Because the pioneer is going to want to know that you've thought through what are the barriers, the hurdles, the gaps, the roadblocks, what's standing in our way? Why isn't this going to work? 
Because if we know why it isn't going to work, we can start planning for that strategically. Strategic thinking is inside of our pioneer's mind. So how do we mitigate those risks that we see? And are those risks worth the reward? And so a problem identified is a problem half solved. If we can help the pioneer see, hey, we've thought this through. Here's what's standing in our way. The pioneer will say, hey, those are easy things. We're going to charge right through those. Or, hey, those hills are a little too big for us to accomplish right now. But give them the opportunity. They want to know those things. So these are the three questions primarily that the pioneers in your life are likely to be asking. How does this help us win? If we're successful with this, how does it help us scale or will it scale? Why won't this work? And if you can work this into your presentation, if you can work this into your explanation, consider this in your planning, you're going to expand your influence and you're going to gain access to their strategic thinking. More than that, they're going to give you authority and responsibility to do the very thing that you're, you're requesting or trying to implement. So if you want to take this further as we go through this, we just finished up five uh, episodes on what are each of the voices asking? What are their barriers to influence? And so if you want to take this further, uh, Google in their study project, Aristotle talked about this idea of psychological safety, that psychological safety is the number one commonality on high-performing teams across the planet, right? Los Angeles to Hawaii, the long way. And psychological safety isn't easy. It's this idea that everyone feels heard, valued, and appreciated, that people can talk and communicate without fear of ostracization, without fear of being on the outside. An unhealthy conflict is a killer of psychological safety. Unhealthy conflict destroys the number one commonality on high-performing teams. And as I think about you and your family and your life going into the holiday season, there's often unhealthy conflict everywhere like the the theme of so many movies is this unhealthy conflict that that centers on the holiday season so i don't want you to go into the holidays ready i want you to go into the holidays ready i don't want you to go into the holidays unprepared for what's coming next and so i'm putting on a webinar my last webinar of the year which is communicating through conflict we're going to be taking principles like the ones in this podcast series and we're really going to dig into how do we create new traditions both at work and at home? How do we communicate through unhealthy conflict so that we can build psychological safety in our families, build psychological safety in our team? So all you need to do to sign up December 1st, 1300 Eastern is go to communicatingthroughconflict.com, communicating through conflict. Make this holiday season one to remember, transform your team, psychological safety. That's my hope for you in the new year. Let's get it started right. I'll talk to you soon. I'm out. Thanks for listening to the Military Sherpa Podcast with Mark Tilshire.